0: the comedy zone podcast is a member of the queen city podcast network powered by ortho carolina now offering video visits so you can take control of your orthopedic care from the comfort of your home schedule online at OrthoCarolina.com. carolina.com ortho carolina you improved
1: from charlotte north carolina this is the comedy zone podcast Find us on Twitter at the CZ Podcast. Email us at ComedyZonePodcast at gmail.com. Now, your host, Jason Allen King.
2: Welcome to the Comedy Zone podcast, airing on Thursday, January 14th, 2021. I'm your host, Jason Allen King. Uh, we are into the new year, and it's been pretty dull so far. <laughs> Nothing in the news, no drama to speak of, no insurrection, except for that one time. Uh, we, got, we got all that out of our system in 2020, or so we thought. Um, it's honestly it's difficult not to, to bring it up, You know, even though this isn't a political podcast. We can see the light at the end of the tunnel, uh, but I'm afraid it's a fire. The light that we see is actually a fire. It's all burning. And uh, yeah, I mean, any one thing would have been bad, you know, like a pandemic or insurrection, Browns in the playoffs. Any one of those things would be unbelievable and it would be awful, but we have have all these things happening at the same time. Reads like a bad script. it's I, I just you know it, you know that laugh that turns into a cry that's that's 2021 that's that's what we're dealing with right now already um, <laughs> already that's right uh, I'm I'm here at home but I'm looking at uh, the wizard himself the man behind the curtain the amazing Brian Balteshevitz uh, hello Jason. How are you, buddy you doing I'm all right
0: good you know I feel like all of this is a little bit my fault <laughs> is it really <laughs> Well, I, do you remember where it was either the last show of 2020 or the first show of 2021, where I said, you know what? I'm holding on. I am white knuckling it until January 20th. How much worse could it get? <laughs> yeah. Remember when I said that? That was you. This, th- yes. This, th- this, may be my fault. So oh man. Yeah. All I can do you, is
2: apologize. You re- I think they were talking about you on CNN. That's right. That's, <laughs> That's it exactly. Yeah. Cause we're, it's like, they're like, hey, it's nine days, eight days left or whatever. Yeah. It's like. That's some shit can go down in, in eight days. We, <laughs> Aaron, that's is that has that proven
0: crazy. And I was
2: about to tell you that you have a calming effect on people. And <laughs> no, now I can't no, say that no. in good conscience. Oh, I, I didn't mean to it.
0: wheeze your gig there. Sorry about that.
2: <laughs> um, <laughs> like usual, I like to, you know, say a couple words at the top, say hi to you. But I, I mean, let's, should we just get into it? Cause yeah, I'm enough. super. Yeah. I got to be honest, man. I've outdone myself this week, this episode. <laughs> it's true. I'm going to take some credit. We have a guest. Uh, he, he, listen, this comedian, he's next level. He's one of my favorite comedians, one of my favorite human beings. Uh, I've had the pleasure to work with him uh, several times, uh, though it's been a minute. We'll talk about that. Uh, he's one of those guys who has this enormous presence on stage. People light up because they know they're watching something special happen. It's, it's fantastic. He's immediately in your face, making you laugh. Every word, every movement, he's just so powerful on stage. I watch, I watch him, I try to take notes, and you just can't keep up with him. He's, he's fantastic. Uh, he's, he is an amazing comedian and actor. He's been on HBO's Watchmen, NCIS, uh, New Orleans, a number of other shows. He was on America's Got, Got Talent. Ladies and gentlemen, actor-comedian Philly Plowden is our guest. Welcome, sir. Thank you so much for being here, man. How are you?
0: Hello.
1: <laughs> That's what <laughs> I was talking about. I couldn't take it. I couldn't do the whole oh, thing. I was like, with a big intro like that, wouldn't I be a total of uh, penis just to go? Hi, um, <laughs> I am glad to be What's here. What's up, Thank man? <laughs> Not much. I- How are you, buddy? I am the only guest who had a wardrobe change for an audio podcast. <laughs> That's true.
2: True. Okay, yeah, what
1: is going on in my life? I
2: listen, you're focused. That's what it is. You're focused. I didn't take it for good. granted.
1: Yeah, I like that. I, like I didn't take it for granted. You know, no, I don't have on pants, but you know. <laughs> it's okay. Like I say I like the ensemble that, that you have. I mean, for Brian, oh, dude, we appreciate it, you know. You should you should see the hat I was going to wear. I'll show you before <laughs> the end of the show. Well, the I it's a leave. podcast so they can't see it, but it's it's crazy. Uh, I didn't know. Point. I thought we were going to be, you know, you know i took a shower and everything well Well, that's uh, first one for 2021 good for you i'm glad we don't put my business in the street jason don't put my (laughs) business in the street
2: (laughs) Uh, so good it is good you are a very dapper man though every time i see you you are you are buttoned up you always look good i always appreciate that about you
1: you know the one time i dressed down is when you and i performed in the tent
2: Oh, that's, we actually did that. That's right. We and it was here. a great show. It was a great
1: show. It really
2: was we a great show. Like, right. we, we felt like uh, uh, gypsies, but <laughs> it was a great show, man. We walked to the place and it was all like under construction. I mean, look, it was rough. And then there was yeah. a tent next door and we were like, is this, what's going on right
1: now? What are we doing? And you know what's, you know what's interesting about stuff like that? The people that booked the show and put the show together, they're always excited that we're performing in an apple cart they're like come on it's yeah. gonna be great and they, yeah. they're so proud of what they've done and we're like dude it's a this tent is, it's a tent it was a tent it really was a to good the show? show the boy scouts it's a tent <laughs> people
2: got got merit badges for that experience they definitely <laughs> did though
1: was, man i don't know so anyway no, we, i'm glad to be here nice to meet my man brian and yeah
0: Brian is so, so laid angry. back.
1: He don't care if the world blows up. He just, as <laughs> nope. long as he has his Haagen-Dazs, he's all right. <laughs>
0: sure. That is, gosh, it's like, you know me.
1: That's Yeah. <laughs> That's, wow.
2: Christmas cookies, haagen uh, whatever it yeah, takes. Really. He's, yes. Um, I did. I mentioned some of that political stuff. And I know that you're, you are, uh, you're in Atlanta. And, and I know there wasn't much going on in Atlanta over the last two weeks. It was probably a very quiet, sleepy Nothing. little town. Does that not stuff, uh, and I'm not asking you to talk about politics, but I mean, how's it been down there? I mean, is it, what's life um, in this pandemic?
1: Okay, so I live in an area of Georgia, 30 minutes west of Atlanta called Villa Rica. And um, these neighbors, uh, I live in an area where all my neighbors pretty much are supporters of um, the current resident, you know, <laughs> occupant of the White House. Right. Now, here's the thing, when you're going to the grocery store or, you know, wherever you're out, out and about, it's a small town. Your house is bigger than this town. Wow. And there's some of the nicest people. Love just that. I mean, just some of the nicest people until you <laughs> say something and then a switch goes off and their eyes turn a different color. And it's you can't, you know, it's, it's a there's totally no different thing. ball game. Yeah. yeah so so therefore i don't say anything but hey how you doing blah 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 now as far as like i'm a political junkie so as far as all the stuff that's going on <laughs> now the, the thing that bothers me the most is when someone tells me what i just saw i didn't just see Boy. That's, that's the only thing around. that bothers me yeah and i could you know so it's it's so much it's when people just believe that they're right, they just believe that they're right. They think that we're brainwashed, and we think that they're brainwashed. So, only person who's probably not brainwashed is Bernie Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> right. There is definitely a lot of uh, like my, I got my neck is sore from
2: looking this way and that. And saying, wait, what is going on? How could I just saw this? You're gonna tell me, like you just said, like that. Right. Didn't happen. I'm like, it's. I, I can't get my feet under me every time I think, well, of course this will be something that people this will acknowledge. It. yeah and yeah. it doesn't happen this and I'm like my head's going back and forth like what's what is happening right? Yeah now? how this is that
1: thing? And, and a lot of people we know feel that way and it's the, the toughest part about it is they don't act that way. Mm-hmm. So which one is the real you? That's the toughest part. I have a great friend. I won't mention his name, but I love him to death. And he will literally give you the shirt off his back. I mean, the gigs that I've done for this guy, he's mm-hmm. um, giving me extra money. And, and his, his demeanor, his he like sends my kids money for graduation from college oh, and high man. school. <laughs> but it, he's okay with all this stuff. I'm like, but that's not who you are. So that's the part that freaks me out. If that one yeah. guy would say, you know what, I made a mistake, I would feel better. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, I I have seen that quite a bit. Uh, the same, the same. This weird attitude where you're like, all right, I know you as a person. I've known you for a very long time. This happens, and yet they're not. They 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 are under a spell. It is like yeah. people are under a spell that that it gets turned on when when this. I, I can't figure it out either, man. Yeah, I so- really can't. So now, the fact that you
1: said that I know I'm not by myself. So good. No, no,
2: no, you're not. And I, you know, I had a conversation very recently uh, with someone that was a very similar as a family member, where I just sort of uh, I blink at them like just in a daze. At how could you? How could you possibly right. feel this way and not acknowledge that something is going on? And not only not do they not acknowledge that that this odd behavior is happening, but
1: they turn it on everyone who's not in the same. Right. Anytime, anytime you have a point that is so obvious, a deaf person can hear Mm -hmm. it. They hit the same phrase. Now I feel like I'm being attacked.
2: Right. Right. Right.
1: And I'm like, but it's just the conversation. Anyway, (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. It's it's going to be a crazy eight days. It is going to be a crazy eight days.
2: That's right. I know people that are having a, a party on the 20th and it makes me like, I just, I get more and more stressed because every, I think everyone is amped for it, which makes me fear that the other side, that something's going to happen. And I just, I just really don't want that. This has been a, a very uh, uh, unsettling uh, couple of weeks here. Um, already on top of, uh, you know, the pandemic that's been going on for, for nine, what are we at? Uh, 11 months, 10 months or something?
0: 10 months. Yeah.
2: What, now here's uh, the thing, I,
1: go ahead. But here's the thing with the pandemic. Have you, have you played some rooms since the pandemic kind of- yeah right? Certain Mm -hmm. clubs I've played, certain cities I've played, like December I was booked all four weeks, which was great. great. Yeah. And certain cities I've played, um, people show up and I'm like, hey, it's good to be here in um, Pensacola where apparently COVID does not exist. (laughs) (laughs) I'm really happy to be here. I mean, I'm spraying the mic. I go up on stage with a can of Lysol. I'm spraying the mic and and everything, and people look at me like I'm crazy. I'm like, hey, well, whatever. Yeah, I know it.
2: Cool. I, I have, yeah, I've had mixed emotions about doing some shows, like some, you know, where I've, you know, I, I want to do the shows. It's part of who I am. So I do want right. to do them, and I want to put my best foot forward and be safe. And yeah, it's it's very nerve wracking, especially when people come out and be like, ah, you don't have to put your mask on. It's like, no, 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 Yeah, yes, I do. There, if, look,
1: if you're not also, Dr. So you. If you're not yeah. about to, don't tell me not to put on a mask if I want to put on a mask, okay? Yeah. So it, it's, it's been crazy, man. I was in Naples, Florida, and the place was packed, and at least they, they extended the stage. I got to get you in Naples, but they extended the stage okay. so you're really far from the audience. Well, that's cool, mm. but it is, yeah. you know, but, you know, I, I it is what it is, man. We just got to mm-hmm. rise above it, and it's all going to work out somehow, some way. i I think so
2: i mean i you know you're a positive person too i think you know we've got you know who knows maybe just next summer to to i mean like this coming summer next you know four or five six months or whatever it is that i think we'll get a we'll get a handle on it you know we should be booked like
1: crazy yeah once this thing dies down we should have we should be begging for rest yes yes you
2: know I, i i want every weekend you know locked up somewhere yeah there i isn't. just want to
1: come home change um do an audition book something t- mm-hmm. tv or film and get back out there because you know it's it's, it's gonna be crazy man it's gonna yeah. be crazy but i think
2: people are gonna want it i think people are gonna be hungry for yeah to be out of the house to be around people you know yeah. i think they'll still be you know uh uh residual distance that we will naturally put between us as I think as and that's fine. moving forward for a while. And that's fine, I agree. But I do think you're right. I think we're, we're, we should be busy. And, and and also I wanna help some of these places that have been closed down,
1: you know? Yeah, I would, I like to do that too. And you know who I feel bad for most of all, um hookers. <laughs> I mean, come uh, on. You want to unpack that in the, you're, you're in the One unclosed part. business. That's right.
2: Service industry, you're right.
1: You're in the service, ind- you're an <laughs> essential worker. That's right. and, and you can't really, it's hard to perform fellatio with a mask. That's all I'm saying. Hey, that's funny, I should have said that last week. That's funny. That's, right, that? that's
0: good.
2: <laughs> now you, we mentioned before that we've done some shows together and I was trying to think, did we
1: meet in Did we do our first
2: show in Hendrix, in Hendrix? No, I know
1: exactly where we met. I know exactly the time we met. We met, (laughs) drum roll please. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, Lake Norman. Yeah, oh my God, I I, I do remember, yes. I And we met in Lake Norman, and we just clicked like instantly. Yes. We clicked instantly, and I thought you were so cool, and your your material was cool, because I like people who are cool off stage and you know professional and funny on stage, but we just clicked. and I, I totally then we agree. Bumped into yeah. each other someplace
2: else. Yeah, and I think you did a show at the Comedy Zone, and I came to see you at the right. the, the main room uh, at the main room, yeah. which they'd
1: never book me for the weekend because Philly, you're great. I mean, we love you. <laughs> you just don't have followers. You just <laughs> you're just not big enough. Well, why don't you help me get big, Huff You know, yeah. Yeah, I don't want to do that. Then I have to pay you more. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, it's crazy because you, I, crowds are never uh, anything but thrilled and, and uh, just exhausted after your shows because of how much they've laughed. So I, I don't uh, get
1: it. I, you know, I know Heff and and um, uh, Joel and, and Lynn. They're great guys. I really like them personally. I just, I, I from what I hear from um, Greensboro. Is this a couple of guys? You know that they could have used that push, you Mm -hmm. know, because their word goes a long way. You know, but they have their reasons. They're business people, whatever. What can you do? I don't know.
2: Yeah, I mean, sometimes it'd be nice to know, kind of get in their heads on on some some decisions, but uh, you know, I I, that's above my pay grade. I don't, you know. yeah. They're always, they've always been good
1: to me. They've always uh, been great um, to me. I mean, I have no. zero problem with, I just wish, because, you know, at some point, everyone has to graduate from everything, mm-hmm. you know, and I love working in certain rooms. Like, what's, only Hell Gig, only because of the hotel, and I think you played it, was, <laughs> uh, okay, I, okay, which was, what's, which was the worst hotel for you?
2: I, I I think it was the one with the ghost in it. <laughs>
1: You oh, my I, God. That's a whole different story. <laughs> that was a different, yeah. A How I'm about to think. it's the one with the ghost in it, and that's where you know what happened. <laughs> yeah, I know. Okay, it's, and yeah, I refuse yeah. to stay there. Oh, really? The <laughs> I don't, yeah.
2: So, I guess we don't have to say where exactly it was, or do, or do we care? I mean, is that all right? Nah, no, let's, let's
1: see what happens.
2: <laughs> yeah, that uh, it, it's, it's like a condo, and...
1: Right. anyway the long
2: story short is philly and i are both all, just nervous as we walk into the place there's like animals on the <laughs> shelves it's like an old person lives there and like and we go upstairs and it's literally philly and i are like what do we so we just lock our doors cross <laughs> yeah. our fingers i'll see you in the morning hopefully i had something
1: against it. the door i had a, a <laughs> chest against the door And we sat in the hallway and we were talking in the hallway. And I said, look at this. Look at this stairwell here. (laughs) It was
2: terrifying.
1: This is like a ghost would walk past this or come up the steps. It was the freakest thing. Now, comics know what we're talking about. Yes, they do. Yes. Okay, But just to leave some suspicion, but you know. But the hotel, (laughs) the worst hotel I've stayed in, uh, Columbus, Georgia. Mm. That was the worst. Great room great crowd
2: well. i knew Worst you were gonna say ever. that the re but but i didn't stay there because the actually will jacobs and i uh we played that room but i don't know what happened with the hotel that weekend but they put us in like an airbnb like just around the corner from the place and apparently it was just that weekend because other people have
1: gone back and it's i don't think it's that setup well so they, i they, avoided that w- the story behind the hotel is Two things: the owner of the club owns the hotel. Ah, so but the thing you go to the the snack bar or the snack shop, it was like Walmart. They had every sna- They had food. They had snacks. <laughs> they had a TV set you can purchase. It was crazy. <laughs> you go to the room. It was like the Adams family meet the monsters. <laughs> oh my! And you throw God. in a little hint of good times. Ah. Uh. And that's how bad the room was. But then they upgraded to the Hojo down the street, which wow. was still horrible, <laughs> but not as horrible. Yeah. But it the Hojo was so bad, the water was brown. You was like, you know what? Oh, I've been yeah. driving how many hours? I'll just be funky on stage. <laughs> I don't want to put liquid cancer on my skin.
2: <laughs> oh my god. Does that, does that burn you up? I mean, was there a point where you were just okay with that as a comic and you kind of grew out? of? You got to a certain point and you were like, all right, I'm not doing this shit anymore.
1: The only thing that used to bother me about it was, and you, I don't know if you ever experienced this, when a club puts you in a bad hotel and then you crack jokes about how, the bad, how bad the hotel is, mm-hmm. and then the club owner gets mad. I'm like, right. you want to put a comedian?
0: That's like <laughs> putting expect. A-
1: right you gotta expect it you gotta expect you gonna put me in a club that's i mean a hotel that's horrible and expect me not to talk about it that's that's ridiculous
2: that is uh yeah that's that's not that's not a good idea i mean that's i mean i don't talk about clubs either like, like the actual comedy club but I've seen people go up and beat up a club because they're not doing r- things right as well. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, I've
1: done that. I've done that before. Yeah. I I did that once in a club. <laughs> Matter of fact, it was a zone room. It was a room they were trying in Orange City, Florida. It was near. Uh, it was like east of Orlando, or yeah, northeast of Orlando. Mm -hmm. And the guy got mad because I made a joke about the club and and he pulled the gun out when he went to pay me. He put a gun on the table to try to intimidate me. And he paid me and um, I called Lynn. I was like, dude, this dude pulled out a gun and they never booked anybody. Wow. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, they were done.
2: That's Yeah. uh, yeah, that's that's pretty that's pretty scary business
1: right there.
0: Yeah, he was drunk, one. and then oh, he tried boy. to go
1: on after me. He tried to do a post-show. <laughs> wow. That and he was bad, so that drunk that they, quickly. yeah, they tried, they tried to get him off stage. He was on the, he was drinking, and yeah, so I remember, because he's the man is Billy Paul, you know, me and yeah. Mrs. Jones, and he was talking all this stuff. People were walking out, like, in droves. Wow. It was crazy, man. Uh, I had, man, it was crazy. I don't, yeah, I'm gonna say that's got to be up there on stories. Oh my God. That's yeah, great. I never had a gun. I played black clubs and never had a gun pulled on me. So,
2: I am remembering more because James uh, of the first time we met because James Hodge, uh, I hosted, James Hodge opened for you. Right. We met out front. I remember my friend Ike was there too. Uh, man, that was awesome. Yes, i remember yeah. remembering all well, and then we went and did it, and, and Hendricksburg was one of the first road gigs that I done, thanks to you. Really? Yeah, you 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 brought me. That's why I was. That's why I connected that with it. It was the first time we met. because That was the first road gig, and that thanks. It, like I said, thanks to you. And I took you. you
1: then I have you come to um, Florida too, right? Y- uh, yeah, I'm trying. I was trying to think earlier. I was trying to think um, of all the places. Poor, uh, um, oh shoot! Uh, uh, I it was- shoot! Snappers. Yes. That's right. That's exactly. That's right. Yeah, like. we had. A and I love week that there. weekend. That was a great weekend. Yes. Yeah, we had a great week there. So, Heck yeah, you know what I like about working with you? We'll okay. have a good time and we'll laugh and we might see each other during the day. But at some point, you're going to do a disappearing act. And hey, you don't find quit. out what you did until you look at social media. And next thing you know, there's pictures of you with a seven foot hooker. Uh, <laughs> you're on a mountain somewhere. Oh, Thinking. I'm like, hey, yeah. we went to Alaska. We're working in, in Florida. How the hell do do that? Holy
2: shit. That's funny. That is, uh, you know what's funny? That is, that's true. That is actually true. I do like yeah, to run around vitriol. wherever I'm
1: at. Try to find out what's you know what's the yeah. on so in that town. Because we were working in Virginia, I was like, "So what's <laughs> going on? What you do today? Oh, I went to DC. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I have a friend in Connecticut, so I went up to see him and said hello. You
2: know, <laughs> oh, and then I came God. back
1: through the Blue Ridge Mountains, and uh, I'm ready for the
0: show. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I've turned that into like doing like a little show now that I do. That's like a little like five seven minute uh, all over the place with Jason Allen King. Actually, I- oh, that's I pretty started- cool. Yeah. So I'm, I've got a couple more uh, episodes coming out from being down in Florida. Oh, but, look I mean, I'm, you, I'm, I'm plugging myself on on our show here.
1: This is perfect. This That's is, what you thanks. should do, because trust me, I have nothing to plug. Where will <laughs> I be appearing next? The couch. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to get into that. Actually, we're going
2: to take a break because I because there's two things that I want to learn a little bit about your origin story and some of the acting and some things you got coming up. All right. So we're going to okay, take a break. You got
1: Sponsors. What's going on here? I don't see a check. Yeah. <laughs> oh they didn't pay you yet oh little time before the end
2: of the show you'll get that that'll be fine all right we'll be right back everybody
1: at ortho carolina my personalized orthopedic care feels like home because video visits bring my provider to me ortho carolina my care my way
2: Schedule your in-person or virtual appointment today at OrthoCarolina.com.
0: There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov/covid19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station.
2: Welcome back, everybody, to the Comedy Zone podcast. I am Jason Allen King with the uh, the Wizard Brian Baltashevitz. We've got the special guest. Philly Plowden is with us. We're so happy to have Philly here. Uh, amazing comedian. Definitely check him out. We'll give you his socials and all that where you can find him. Uh, definitely by the end of the show. We on were the talking couch. about... On, on the oh, couch, we'll give you his address so you can go visit him whenever you want. Uh, I I w- This was actually at the Comedy Zone. We were talking about uh, uh, comedy condos and and things like that. So we're at the in the green room of the Comedy Zone. And I, I, if I remember correctly, it was... Uh, I think it was Mark Norman, but I can't remember right now. But his, his uh, opener was on the phone, and he was like, wait a minute, what? Hang on a second. He gets down on his knees and goes under the uh, <laughs> coffee table in the green room, and he pulls something out from underneath. Whoever this other comic was had taped a $5 bill and a note that said, like, blow me, or if you have this $5, you I blew you, or something ridiculous like that. For Mark he'd put it there like three months earlier. Wow, he taped it under there. <laughs> this is the craziest thing I could, I watched it all play out in real time. They were on the floor laughing, they thought it was the funniest. This is in the, is in the um, green room, yeah, at the Comedy Zone in here in Charlotte. I thought oh it was my the coolest thing ever. so. I did that same thing for Ryan Van Gendren. I was doing Chattanooga, okay, um, uh, Comedy Catch in Chattanooga, comedy and I. It was like two weeks before that I, that, that I had, was going out there, and I knew that he was coming a couple weeks later. So I I figured he was staying at the condo. So I taped a five dollar bill, and and a note that just said, you know, have a great weekend, you know, avoid uh, the ghosts in here or something like and that. And that's that a awesome. good,
1: that's a nice condo. Yeah, yeah, well, I, I mean, yeah, I enjoyed
0: it.
1: It looks like it looks like um, the hotel of The Shining. Some of those hallways, <laughs> but it's nice. So I got a friend, you know, Ron Feingold. Yeah, I don't know him personally. I know of him. I don't know him personally. Okay, so Ron Feingold and I, wherever we go, if he goes before me or I go before him, we'll always leave the same message with someone when Philly comes. Well, oh, I say when Ron comes next week, tell him Philly said, suck my balls. <laughs> really? Everywhere we go. Really? I'll go someplace and somebody will come up to me and say, hey, um, Ron Feingold said, suck my balls. So <laughs> Ron, I think the last time I played Kazi's, mm-hmm. Ron came the next week. I told a whole audience, my buddy Ron Feingold's coming. At some point throughout his act, just yell out, suck my balls. <laughs> I get a call Friday night late you son of a bitch are you kidding me that's amazing the whole audience I jump on stage I start my act (laughs) suck my balls
2: (laughs) holy shit that's amazing yeah that was fun that's literally ball busting you know what now I have to have Ron on in like three weeks and so that you I can tell, tell him, him. that's yes, that story. Yeah. Like Philly wanted me to tell you, he was on a couple of weeks ago. He said, suck my balls. <laughs> suck my balls. Oh, and awesome. when we
1: get when we talk, just normal, we talk, his wife included, whenever we get off the phone, okay, all right, talk to you later. Suck my balls. And we hang up. <laughs>
2: <laughs> this is just for, for comedians and any and comedy fans that are listening. This is this is this comedians. What do. Exactly this right. Is what this what is do. exactly it inappropriate just suck my balls and this is why a lot of us are
1: single or in bad marriages (laughs) (laughs) because the partner they don't get it nah they don't they got to roll their eyes they like oh why'd you say that i'm like suck my balls
2: (laughs) (laughs) and the thing is it isn't just like you know schlubby open mic comics philly's a very handsome put together dude Who's saying suck my balls? Oh, it's to hilarious. People. It doesn't matter who, what kind of comic you're talking about. They're all suck sick.
1: my balls. So so. That's great. Well, how,
2: tell, every, I mean, I like to ask your origin story. Um, where did comedy come from in your life? Was it a kid thing or did you,
1: what happened? Well, uh, <laughs> Jason makes it sound like I got hit by the comedy car. <laughs> what happened? Were you not looking when you crossed the street? Um, I was talking to a friend today. I just grew up around laughter. My parents were funny, even though they weren't together. My parents were funny. My uncles were funny. I grew up, all my friends were funny. And we used to sit on the steps and walk, and listen to um, Richard Pryor records, Bill Cosby yeah. records. But at the time, I was the one tapped to be either a professional athlete as a football player or basketball player. Hmm. So hmm. thank God my son picked up that that torch I dropped. And he's played overseas and everything. Yeah. But um And if I plug my son, I got to plug my daughter. She graduated from NYU with a a graduate degree in, um, um, uh, what is it, Uh, social work. Okay. Just in case they hear this, because my kids are like, wait a minute. To this day, if I give one a piece of gum, the other one's like, yo, where's mine? I'm like, you're freaking grown. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway. So I always grew up around comedy and um, oh, humor, and my mom was just yeah. hilarious, man, hilarious. I've watched my mom literally do a tight 20 minutes on a bus <laughs> trip and just have people crying, laughing. So I just grew up around comedy, and of course, like every other comic, I got kicked out of class mm-hmm. being funny <laughs> or whatever, and you know, And then you try it professionally and then you fail for decades (laughs) and then you get that one. You know, this is a lot of comics who are big today. They always talk about how uh, they got on stage the first time ever and they killed a lot of them other than Chris Rock. Maybe they don't talk about the fact that they died for six years after that. But the worst thing that happened to me was my first time on a professional comedy stage, I crushed. Yeah? I got a gig. And luckily, I never made it to the gig because I kept missing the bus. (laughs) And then I went back to the comedy club, and I didn't get another laugh, like a good laugh, for two months. Man two months failure is a part of the success yeah
2: yeah sure sure but do you think that 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 jolt of of immediate success had a lot to do with it if you failed the first time out would you have gone back do you think
1: probably not which is a great question um probably not i don't know i don't know i don't know if i had the ego. the thing about that that first show it gave me the arrogance to come back mm-hmm you know, I was like, yeah, what? I, oh, this is easy. Yeah. And then I came back and yeah. I didn't know nothing about joke structure, callbacks, how to read an audience. And then for years, I was trying to be what I thought the audience wanted. Mm-hmm. And the day, let me tell you, and I think I've told you this personally, you know, in private, the day things clicked for me was when I stopped caring. Yeah. You and I have had and this w- conversation in depth, yes. Yeah, and once yeah. I stopped caring, Everything worked out. I don't care who. And the other thing that, that took me to a different level mentally that I carry with me every show, I did a show. It was a, um, a woman's, um, singles ministry at a church in Orlando because I'm from Orlando and no one showed up, but 11 women some of the ugliest people you ever want. Well, that's a whole nother story. And they were like, why are we single? I'm like, bitch, do you have a mirror?
0: <laughs>
1: but anyway, <laughs> they sat around this big round table and they said, well, we're gonna ask you to perform, okay? And I did 45, 50 minutes for 11 women, non-stop. pow, pow, pow. And that's the day everything changed I, and to this day, I can stand in front of any crowd, anytime, mm. any place and get the reaction that's required for a professional comedian. And another thing that helped me was, you ever have somebody tell you something then years later you get it? Mm, sure, yeah. It was a comedian named Doug Dome. I think he's mm. retired, living in Alaska yeah. now. And he <laughs> said to me, He said to me, um, uh, Philly, anybody can make 1,500 people laugh. He said, the trick is getting the same response out of five. And I was like, yeah, all right, whatever. I was a host then. I didn't care. And (laughs) then I remembered that because small audiences used to intimidate me. Because if you got six people and you say something and only two laugh you can hear the fact that four people didn't laugh, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. right?
1: But that used to intimidate me. Anytime it was a small crowd, it used to intimidate. Now, like I just got finished playing um, uh, Myrtle Beach. We had shows like eight, six people. Yeah, right. It was fine because my mind is calibrated not to care. And the people enjoy themselves as, as if it's packed. It's like right. ministers now, all these ministers are preaching to empty churches but a true mark of a good pastor or minister is if you can get the same message out to z- no one sitting there, but yeah. give it the same um, the same energy. So once I learned that and I stopped caring, it's been it's been gravy ever since.
2: Well, let me let me kind of dive into that a little further. What, what was it in that in that moment of those eleven people? Was it confidence that the material was good? Was it you, their They had no
1: power anymore of whether or not you were enjoying yourself. Like, I mean, I think it was a it was a gumbo of all that stuff. The material at that time was, I thought, was good. And here's the thing about material. And I tell a lot of young comics this all the time: if you can't look back at your material from five years ago, three years ago, and say, "Man, that really sucked," (laughs) you're not growing. Uh You you know, I look back at if I find some old tapes. when I did cruise ships or whatever, they were entertaining, but they sucked. There was (laughs) it was it was it was mainly me riding the wave of personality and energy versus Mm -hmm. material. You know what?
2: Yeah. What what came first for you? Did you did you perform first and build material after or were you always because you were. You, you tell jokes, but you are so big. Your personality is so big on stage. I wonder what came first and how that... The,
1: the personality thing came first because I was I didn't know better. And um, because that's what I did growing up. We would just be funny, talk trash, talk off the top of our head. Most of the stuff that I say on stage, my goal is never to do the same show twice, especially at a mm-hmm. club, you know, two, yeah. two shows, four shows, whatever. I always want to mix it up because Unless I'm working with people like you, Blair, um, Ryan, um, Todd, people I know, I don't trust any comics. Because if somebody, if you ever hear about sure. me in jail, it's because somebody stole some of my bit. <laughs> As a comic, took yours. <laughs> <laughs> if you ever get that. that call, hey man, can you send five hundred dollars? You'd be like, who stole your damn jokes? Who? Okay, who was it? Who took it? What joke? So I worked at the Zone in um, Greensboro for uh, New Year's Eve which goes to show you where my life is. (laughs) (laughs) But here's the thing. Paul, he was nice enough to book me last year. Mm -hmm. And he said he booked me a year in advance. All right, cool. So there's a guy who's known for stealing material. Are you familiar with this story? I don't think so. I don't think I am. So this guy would steal your material and then go do it on cruise ships. (laughs) Oof. And he would record albums Oh, come on. Of other people's material. Plagiarism. Is there anything worse? My God. Oh, my God. So Ron Feingold told me about this guy years ago. And I know his name. I'm not going to say his name. And he knows who he is. And uh, I walk in the club New Year's Eve. We had one show. They had to cancel the second show because it's a curfew. And I'm sitting there and the guy comes up and he introduces himself. And I was like, oh, hey, what's up? And he was all happy to see me and da-da-da. And I text Ron, I said, what's the name of the guy? And he said, that's the name. And I said, oh my God, he's here, right? So on purpose, I channeled Jonathan Winters and uh, uh, um, Don Rickles and just did stuff off the top of my head because I did not want somebody to put me in jail. so yeah <laughs> oh my god that's crazy so, yeah so I, a lot of that stuff like I've I've written shows on stage I've said that to you I've I was seen, like
2: I've Jason write this. that down yes I was gonna say I've seen you do this you will go off I'm like wait I kind of know this this isn't normally like you know the stuff that you do that's a it's amazing and for me I, I'm a I'm gonna I'm a write it down and perform it and, and Perfect it, right. which and I again I don't want to misrepresent your comment. I say you're this big, you know, you have moments of your set where you're real you're quiet and you'll you'll sing a little bit of something or whatever. I don't wanna, you know, people think that you're um, just something that you're not, you know what I mean? You were were right. very, very you've got a fine point on these things too. But I have seen you do that. We have talked about you'd be like, Jason, write that down. I'd be like, Write oh. that down. Right. And, and I, I saw will. I'll you, we'll
1: talk. I saw you, we were at Kazi's. And some, some lady did something said something and you snapped and you just went off on a tangent and you were mad. I knew you were mad, but you were killing it. And then when you got off stage, I said, that's it. That's what you gotta do, that's it.
2: <laughs> I think I have more confidence working with you because I know
1: that this show was gonna be fine.
2: <laughs> doesn't oh, yeah. matter if I lay an egg up there, everyone's gonna have a good show. So I- No,
1: nah, you don't lay eggs. Like the time <laughs> when I heard you were working at um, uh, in Birmingham. Yeah. And I yeah. and I called you. I think I called and said, whatever you do, don't say nothing for like 10 seconds. And then I said, then go into your show. And then you called me back. It worked. <laughs> yes, it th- so
2: that's exactly right. So I was going to do the Stardome and it was like, you know, go out there, give them a minute to have a look at you, just wait. Just, just, just wait. wait, give it 10 seconds. Then do it. And I did exactly that. And it was great. And I had a great show. And uh, yeah, yeah I, I think that the folks at the Zone were a little nervous sending me out there, weren't sure how I was going
1: to do. And it actually went really, really well. So, Have you heard, did Todd ever tell you the story about when he was at the um, Stardome? <laughs> yes. home? Coming up <off> early. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh, <laughs> uh, Todd, friend of the podcast? I might yeah. have him just to talk about this story again. Dude, I
1: have been <laughs> busting his balls about that for years. Oh, man, that's great. And somebody was filming it with a phone. He thought they gave him the light. He came off in like seven <laughs> or eight minutes. Yeah, it it was so... <laughs> I was like, what are you doing? And that was my first time meeting him.
2: Uh-huh. Oh, man. Oh, what so a I was first like, impression.
1: what are you doing?
2: <laughs> he, he actually brings that up. As, as, like, that you know, one of those moments of like, uh, oh, man, I don't think that it's been funny. It hadn't been but a couple of years since he's been back there, like, and he's gone back and does, he does great there now. Obviously. Oh,
1: yeah, he's great. I work with him yeah. in um, Pipestem, West Virginia at oh, the wow. resort. Yeah. Uh, so let me give you my comics that I just adore working with. Excellent. Yeah, that was going to be one of my questions. I'd love to hear it. You blair that's my ass (laughs) ryan (laughs) you blair ryan todd um jesse jones love jesse you know jesse yeah for sure yeah he's great jesse jones and um of course my people in florida um ron feingold tim wilkins uh um James James Jan, Um uh, James Young is such a I,
2: I, I know him only like you know we're not super close but I know he's a super nice guy and
1: has a great reputation. One of the nicest people you can ever meet. Um, yeah. I'm sick of looking at his ass. <laughs> <laughs> and those of you listening I'm you sure that do see the show, <laughs> but uh, I because I I request you guys. I always say I would call that. Hey, who's, Hey, can I have Jason? Can I have Blair? Can I have the, Hey, did Blair and um, Ryan have another kid? They did. They have a, they had a little
2: girl. That's right.
1: They got two beige kids.
2: They got two kids now. That's right. <laughs> I know I didn't say
1: two kids, Jason. I said two beige.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
2: oh, <laughs> I didn't hear that. I didn't hear it. They have two beige kids. That's right. Wow. So she let him jungle. in again.
1: Zebra baby, zebra baby. She got. That's she strange. she let Ryan in again. Let me tell you. Let me tell you the funniest. <laughs> let me tell you one of the funniest stories with Ryan. So I'm not gonna put his business in the street, but he said really? But <laughs> yeah, saying, but
0: that's right. Philly. Like, <laughs> <"Hey>, Can you
1: drive? <laughs> Cause I can't drive. Why can't you drive? Well. (laughs) See, what happened was. (laughs) And when he told me the story, I was like, what? Oh, so good. Oh, my God. I work. He's so funny, man. He's such a nice guy. Yeah, he is one of my
2: favorites, man. He is absolutely one of my favorites. He's so
1: funny. And just the nicest dude. And Blair is like, Oh, I love Blair. Yeah, she's she must be neurotic while she's asleep. <laughs> I think I think she's got a uh, her brain is very
2: active is how I uh,
1: very like, active. He's a very but active. I brain. love them.
2: Yeah. I yeah, love them. They're, they're fantastic. Jeez. They're so like two interesting sides, uh, uh, opposite sides of a coin. They're really kind of amazing. And Ryan, yeah. is, he is someone that when I see him, I, I, I will tell him his jokes back to him. I mean, that's how Karen. much I love him. Yeah, that's one of them. I know.
1: I love that joke. It's such a great joke. Oh, my I God. I love that joke. I love his face when he tells the joke. Yeah. Stay I, on the right side of him.
2: I mean, are you kidding me? I could literally do his punchlines for, for his. Yeah, for an hour. I just
1: love, you know, and I work with yeah. him a bunch of times. I just work with Jesse in um, uh, um, Myrtle Beach. Jesse. Oh, that's a
2: good show. You and Jesse did the show together. Fantastic. Yeah, we
1: worked together a couple times. It's Jesse's hilarious, man. Wow. Hilarious. And he's just a nice guy. We, we stayed in the so condo. A nice guy, it, was a, yeah. it was a nice condo. And we were sitting there watching TV. He's just a nice guy, man. I like nice people. Yeah. You know?
2: Well, you know, this brings up a question, actually. So Jesse, I know, has uh, it's kind of sketch and improv background. And with so much what you do as an actor, I mean, you, are you... Uh, skilled at all in improv? Is that something you've ever kind of dabbled in? Have you not
1: seen my shows?
2: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's obvious. It's obvious to me, you
1: I just for the audience is what I- Oh, for the audience, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. (laughs) It got personal for a second. I'm so used to talking to you, I'm sorry. Uh, And Brian, just jump in whenever you want. Uh, I'm okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I've done improv and I prefer to do, I've done shows where it was 90% improv. Yeah. And like, as a matter of fact, one time at Kazi's, I was like, just boom, 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 boom. And I kept saying, let me do some material. And then I was like, but why,
2: <laughs> you know? Yeah, right.
1: That's, that's why I don't, that's why I don't do well in LA and New yeah. York. Cause they're such material uh, driven markets. And I right. just want to have fun. And I don't want to go up and think every time I'm thinking, I'm that's when I fail. Mm, interesting
2: that's a very that's a very Im- improv sort of mantra there for sure yeah
1: I, every time i'm thinking or whatever now i know what i'm going to do or whatever or where i want to take yeah. the show but i hate thinking i just want to be i watched um uh sinbad the other night on youtube and uh he he's did doing something okay of, i hope
2: he's doing better
1: i know that i haven't sick. heard much i haven't yeah. but i tell you what when he comes back pray god he does he's going to Ew. Oh, yeah 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 he's talking got, about he's, this but sure. he's his show is his show is mainly improv mm-hmm. you know and he's one he's so he's one of the most underrated cats out here couldn't agree more yeah. you know Sinbad. but um yeah i love doing improv man i love it i love it. I'll, i mean you may have seen me sometimes i'll do a whole little sketch and act based out upon yeah. on stage, something yeah. somebody said or did so i love it
2: so when did you get into the acting side of this? Was that something that happened early on, and you did comedy later, or was it like comedy no. spawned the acting? Okay,
1: technically, technically,
2: we're very technical here. So
1: um, okay, Act, right. so acting did come first. Acting came first, but I was in third grade in this in Catholic school, and I was in um, the the Christmas play playing Joseph. And I did that. That was my first acting thing in the acting uh, realm as a kid in third grade. And I remember coming home and throwing up. Really? Yeah. Now, the stand up <laughs> really catapulted me to do everything else. Because right yeah. now, like people always think, because you do stand up, you wanna be on a sitcom. If someone offered me, let me tell you about my sitcom audition. All right, let's do it. I don't know how much time we got, but you got me rolling here. As All the time in the world. Yeah. So this lady sees me in um, Port Charlotte. You play Port Charlotte. Mm-hmm. She says, I got a friend who lives in Atlanta who's a casting director. You gotta meet us. All right, cool. I meet the friend, we hit it off. She brings me in for an audition, a NBC drama and an NBC sitcom. All right, cool. So in my mind, oh, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna add this, I'm gonna take this out, da-da-da. I go worst audition ever. This is like two years ago, maybe three Mm -hmm. years ago. Worst audition ever. She said you cannot veer off the script when you do sitcoms. Not a word.
0: Really?
1: Okay. Not one word, not a vowel, nothing. I didn't know that. So she had, she said, do the dramatic piece. I crushed the dramatic piece. All right. I'm going somewhere with this now a month or two later she brings me in for another read for dramatic thing boom i get a call back boom i get another call back boom i get another call back the whole entire time i was doing an impression of columbo
0: <laughs>
1: right <laughs> the whole every time i came back i was doing an impression of columbo right they didn't know it but i knew it Because Eddie Murphy said, whenever you see him with a gun and he's looking, he said, I'm doing my impression of who? Bruce Lee. Right? Wow. So I'm doing my impression of Columbo. I didn't get the part, but this is the thing that was funny. She says to me, Philly, you nailed it. You know, comedy, not so good. (laughs) but But drama, you're pretty good. You're good at drama. Comedy, not so much. Oh, my God. So... I said all that to say this, people think because we do stand-up that we want to be on a sitcom. If somebody offered me an opportunity to audition and it worked out and I got it, I'll take it. But drama is where my heart is. And I would love to do drama, you know? And let me tell you why. This is is the part that's going to freak you out. (laughs) The reason I want to do drama because the person that made me think about it and sparked this in me, you ready for this? Can I get a drum roll, Brian? Let's Can I do it. it? Let's do this. Uh,
0: yeah, I'll let it one in. Yeah, <laughs> Howie
1: Mandel on St. Elsewhere.
0: Yeah, OK. Wow, OK.
1: He did drama, but he was the guy who put the glove over his face. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, this guy's wacky as hell. He's, he's like an inch above Bozo the Clown. And look at this. <laughs> And ever since then, I wanted to do drama. I didn't
2: know Howie Mandel was a comedian because I knew him first from, the, yeah. from that. From elsewhere, yeah. yeah, yes. So I saw him low. later. I was like, "This coked up guy
1: is the—he's funny. I didn't know that. That's great. He's yeah. hilarious. Wow! You know, it's like Bobcat Goldthwait swallowed uh, a <laughs> uh, uh, autistic kid or something. <laughs> <laughs> wow! And you know,
2: then he puts a put lot of thing on his head to, and blows up. Yeah, the the the, the drama and, and comedy and the timing is is actually a very very thin sort of uh, margin. Yeah, yeah, points.
1: because yeah. we get out. Comedy is I drama, to,
2: some would say. Yeah.
0: If
1: I need to get somebody a thrill, laughing, I got clubs. You know, I yeah. I got I got Lynn and Joel who can put me in Greenville. <laughs> <laughs>
2: You know? So you're, are you still hitting the the acting uh, uh, pretty hard? I mean, I
1: know you are. Yeah, I, I had an audition um, Saturday. Was it Saturday? It's for a dramatic piece. Excellent. Yeah, you know how we have to, we have to, we have to um, tape ourselves. But yeah. let me tell you, let me tell you the best thing about the pandemic. I don't have to go to the taping services because now the cast and directors are cool with you putting a dialogue on a tape recorder. Mm-hmm. So as you can see, I got my circle lamp here. Yeah, I, I can't. good. Yeah. And I do it all myself. And I put the other person's dialogue on my other iPhone that I stole from the white girl in New York. <laughs> and you got to know your current events, folks, to get that joke. I didn't really steal the phone, but it's a whole other thing. And um, I put the other dialogue, and then I just rehearse it, get the timing down, and I'm doing my own auditions. And I'm sending it in. You know, use iMovie, edit it, yeah. boom, 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 send it in.
2: Right. Oh, that's good, man. Good, good for you. And Atlanta's the place to be.
1: It's the place to be for all that stuff. If you yeah, Atlanta's the place to be. And this is the, okay. Go back to the start of the show. The reason Georgia is now blue is because mm-hmm. so many people have relocated to Atlanta, and they yep. don't have that mindset right of yesteryear yeah you know so that's yeah. why that's one of the biggest reasons why Atlanta's turned blue and stacy abrams was um holding yeah. a baseball bat against people's heads <laughs> that's right i applaud her for that
2: yeah the, yeah the last decade in fact i think it was 10 years ago that we shot the pilot of homeland here in charlotte it was it was this january like mm-hmm. like literally like four days ago it was 10 years and wow. it was it was in that that time frame that first of all charlotte was blowing up we had blowing movies up and tv shows happening at the same time atlanta was years ahead of us in what they were doing and it would only get bigger from there and that you're talking about 10 years of an influx of uh you know a lot of artists and crew members and I would say like-minded people that are you know the same elk uh, as us so yeah I, I think it changed the the pulse of, of that city in, in big way and
1: everything that's yeah. happening in Atlanta now was supposed to happen in Orlando when they built Universal Studios right. and it didn't happen because a certain governor didn't want to give the incentives to, to the um, industry
2: boy we're getting the we're getting into those topics that get my blood going because I mean, <laughs> So. I'm in I am in, that, in that world and have been for a long time and the political influence on that and, and it can it affects lives immediately in, in, in the yeah. present in the moment and they you know uh, I think make very very uh, uninformed decisions that affect a lot of people
1: and a lot yeah, of people it'll, man.
2: it'll frustrate me to no end but
1: a lot of people. Um,
2: well, I mean, we certainly wish you success in, in the acting. I you know, I know you're you're great at it, and uh, so, and I know, I mean, America's Got Talent was something that you uh, uh, had a, oh, a great man. season on. America's Got Talent. Why don't you run us through that right. experience, if you can?
1: Okay, so America's Got Talent. Let me tell you how that was. Fifteen years ago. Wow. People, really? And people advertise like this guy's on America's Got Talent, and I'm like, I mean, people come to the club, they they look up the YouTube whatever, right? Yeah. But that was 2005. No kidding. I, w- I wouldn't have guessed it was yeah. 15 years. So let me tell you how I got America's Got Talent. Mm. It was, I auditioned at the Java Center in New York City. And oh, wow. I got there late. Late as in it was late in the day. They were about to wind up. And mm-hmm. I was one of the last people to go into the to the room. As huh. my foot touch the threshold boom (laughs) i'm like and the guy says hold up we need to turn the camera on oh wow and then i did whatever and walked out because in my mind i'm a headliner i need to go last anyway yeah (laughs) that is and then i got it and then I got on the show and the bit that I did on the show, I was going to do another bit. And at the last second, right before they introduced me, Ugh. I said, hey, is you think it's OK if I do this bit? And I talked to a couple of people and they said, yeah, I think it's cool. You think it's cool? Yeah, I think it's cool. And I went out and I did that bit. And I didn't come out like, you know, I came out the way you see me mm-hmm. walk on stage. Yeah. And that was the thing that kind of you know got me to the next level on there and then they didn't wow. use any comedians that year Oh really to my memory yeah and yeah. it was a weird show People, dude a guy did a powerpoint presentation and he made it onto the uh, like two shows <laughs> there were so many agree. talented people that they did it was like they needed to have the the the, the court gesture the fool the the novelty i guess that's how they do the ratings or But when I tell you, I saw some of the most talented singers and dancers and comedians, and they didn't get on the show. No kidding. Yeah, so that's how that went down. And I got recognized once. I was out after church with my kids. They were small at the time. And I was married at the time. We were at a restaurant, and some people recognized me. And my kids, man, they went nuts. Oh, my god, they recognized me! So that was the best part of that experience. Book's now my kids don't thing. give a damn they long as long as the money is coming. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I, I'm curious about this. Like, one,
2: I want to know what's next for you, but, but kind of before we get there. So I ask uh, everyone who comes through here uh, whether or not they consume comedy. So obviously you do when you're at the club. Um, do you watch comedy? Do you seek comedy
1: on Netflix or these no. other places? Do you? Very rare. Very rare. I might you watch. Know. I might watch a Chappelle, I might watch Rock, but mm. it's like, I have a friend say, hey, I got tickets to the comedy club, wanna go? No. <laughs> and then she drags me to the club and gets mad, cause I'm not laughing. Well. <laughs> well, I told you I didn't want to go in the first place. <laughs> I'll go and see great like, and not necessarily laugh myself, actually. Yeah. I'm just- But the thing is, when, I don't know about you, but when I go to a club, especially if it's a name app, I'm studying. Yeah, that's right. I'm not trying to be entertained. I can do what he's doing, you know? So, and I'm not trying to sound arrogant, but we're in the same boat. He's just on a different level. He's paddling at a different level. So I'm studying and I'm picking up little nuances and seeing where things are going to go. So no, I do not see, but I'll watch like Rickles old Rickle stuff, oh, yeah, Jonathan yeah. Winter stuff, um Cosby stuff. I'm sorry, I didn't use me, me use foul language on your show. And <laughs> um Richard Pryor and old Seinfeld stuff. I'll watch that. Yeah. But as far and like I said, Chappelle and Chris Rock, but as far as like new comics, it's just there's so many comics that I've never heard of with Netflix specials. I'm surprised yeah. Todd doesn't have one by now because I'm like That's-
2: I love like to see him I know it. I know it. Well, and, and it, the other thing is, it's, it's fascinating to me to ask and to find out because, you know, it's kind of 50 50. There's some comics who are, are with comedy files where they want to know everything and everything that everybody's doing and they are that person. And then, you know, just as many people are like that are people who are like, no, I, I can't be around it. It's. Not because they don't enjoy it or whatever because it's work and it's not they consume it differently it doesn't have the same
1: maybe feel when we you were younger or whatever a doctor does not want to go to a hospital for dinner okay <laughs> he he wants to yeah. get as far as away as possible from what he does to mm-hmm. do whatever else um like let's say now I don't really watch comics unless they're my friends like you. So oh. let's say you came to Atlanta. Hey, Phil, I'm in Atlanta. I'm playing the punchline. I would come see and support you, right? Sure, right. But if somebody came and said, oh, this such and such is down, no, I'm not going. And here's another thing. I don't know if you still do it. I'm not big on, hey, such and such has a room if you want to get up. No, I'm good. Right. I If, if I need to practice something new, I'll do it at the paying gig. Right,
2: right. Well, I, I will say I'm. Uh, I will definitely do is I'm still in a place where I'm like I gotta get up as much as I can
1: get up, and I get there's nothing I'm, wrong yeah. with that. Yeah, and no, I, I, I didn't do so, To be honest, I should probably do it more. I just don't. I'm just over that. Hey, my buddy got a room, and you can get up and get what I'm not a five minute comic, man.
2: No, no. And, and you've been doing this a long time. And I'm not saying I'll always be this way, but I'll, I'll always have a kind of a chip on my shoulder of saying that I started late. So I am always making up time and right. I'm always working on something new. I don't have hours to that I can draw from. And, you know, you, you have that kind of stuff. That's kind of why
1: I'm in the place that I'm at. But, but there's, but, nothing, but, wrong you know, there's yeah. nothing wrong with that. There's absolutely nothing wrong. I should be out and about. You know, I see people who have done less than me do more than me because, they get seen more because they're out and about. But Mm -hmm. after I just got finished driving to Greensboro and playing Greensboro (laughs) and driving back, I'm tired. Yeah. My next show is going to be right here on this couch. I bought. (laughs) 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 This this sectional couch. That's where I'm playing. No, I think, yeah, but I I
2: like that where you're at and the direction you're going at because, because you and I I'm positive you've had similar experiences where I will be you know, I'm I'm a location manager by day, but you know, I've had that moment where I'm like on set. This is what this is one day that I that I chalk up to people want to know if you're successful. I was on set as an actor in a commercial. I got a call from Half. They said, uh, and he said, Hey, can you open for Titus tonight? His opener. Uh, something happened. They can't make it. Can you do 15 minutes clean in front of Titus? So I left an acting gig after it was over, obviously. Raced home got changed to go do 50 minutes open for for Titus. That to me is the the best day.
1: That's a great day, my friend.
2: That I can possibly sort of imagine. And and I'm sort of following your footsteps because as you as an actor and you're doing these these shows, I I just I don't know. That that to me is what's what's even
1: better than that is to be the work production on a show, get a call from your agent, you got a part. On the same show where you were working <laughs> production, <laughs> and amazing. now the people got to be nice to you, <laughs> who were just an asshole to you, <laughs> but now they got to be nice to you because Ooh. why? You're now playing the part of Gene, the friend. Calling
0: <laughs> <That's right. laughs> oh, Cable yesterday. yesterday.
2: Yeah, that's amazing. That's great. That's so, amazing. and you you do work. You work clean. You're a clean
1: comic. I mean, I wouldn't call it clean. It's more like well, I don't use the f word. That's, I don't that's use the good. n word. I There's always nuances
2: to that, but yeah,
1: yeah. And I say s word once for one bit. Um, but it's more like a PG-13 ish. Sure. You know, but I can work clean. But yeah. All right. So let me tell you what just happened to me recently. I'm not going to well, use any is, names.
2: And, and you tell the story, but this is something that I that I the, more, the longer I'm in comedy, the more I admire. But go ahead, go ahead and tell it.
1: Um, I was working this club recently. I'm not going to say where in case this person hears it. And this person works like church clean. No problem. They went up before me. They work church clean. No problem. I get up. I do what I'm going to do. The second show, it was like Dolomite came back from the grave. (laughs) (laughs) And it pissed me off. Not because I had to follow it. It pissed me off because they felt, in my opinion, I could be right. It pissed me off because they felt like they had to. um, They didn't want to be left out or something or they were trying to up me or whatever. And you got a T-shirt on that says prayer is the answer, (laughs) which works better for the, the first show that you did which was good, but why are you trying to do, why are yeah. you coming down my street? You know, they I, jerk, I they, don't like, yeah, I don't like comedians yeah. who compete, you know, especially on a, if you're in a competition, yeah, but <laughs> I don't like comedians who feel like they gotta be better or I'll show you and, and drop yeah. F-bombs just to be dropping F-bombs. Mm-hmm. What's the goal here? Yeah, it wasn't, that's not the show you're on too. That's what it sounds like. You yeah, know, what's the
2: goal. The show so anyway, that's my other thing. But what were we going to say? Well, that's that's just something that i that I think is a a common conversation or discussion when it comes to comedy is working clean versus working dirty and 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 I know that, I mean listen, we could we could talk for hours on on it, but I just so I always find it interesting that I like being able to to kind of do both and, and sort of. Not be the dirtiest comic in the world uh, by any stretch, right? Uh, for me personally, but I've always thought you, you know, and I know you talk about sex and all kinds of stuff. So it's not like I don't mean to suggest you're a church clean comic. I just mean you, you walk the line really, really well.
1: And I well I mean, to me, to me, subject matter, um, is it could be PG thirteen, but. Just the language doesn't, for me, it doesn't, because even, I had an audition the other day. I have, I've had, I had two auditions in the past couple of days, and one of them had a lot of profanity, right? Profanity doesn't even look right coming out of my mouth, because I used to be that guy when I first mm-hmm. started. All I, I thought the F word was the, was the best punchline in the world. Mm. And then my ex-wife, when we were dating, I'll never forget it, she said, why do you talk like that? And she was so disappointed in me, I stopped cursing cold turkey. Yeah. So that's where that came from. I don't like, you know, so, and I'm, what I'm, where I'm going with this is, what looks right coming out of your mouth? There you go. Okay. So for me, the F word doesn't look right or sound right coming out of my mouth. Mm -hmm. Ass, that's my word. <laughs> that looks and sounds right yeah, coming out of my I mouth, yeah. right? You, you know, I beat your ass because my mom—that <laughs> was her word. So that looks and sounds and feels right coming out of my mouth. But right. the F word and and the S word—that that's that's not something that looks right and feels right coming out of my mouth. And the audience will pick that up. So. Uh- the uh did I still have you guys
2: I'm Something that I'm on phone. Yeah. so that's really interesting to hear you say that because I had like this six month period I don't know if I was in a dark place but I was writing super controversial jokes and t- just kind of filthy and that kind of thing and I did that and I tried it for a while and you could literally I literally saw audiences like push back in their chair just like oh this does not feel right. right at all right uh and yeah, so, I, so I'm always sort of trying to find that, what's the response feel like? What's it look like? And I think you're right. Like I know it's, that, that saying these filthy things just wasn't, didn't feel good coming out, didn't feel good for them.
1: Right, uh, and there are some people that's right, it works. Yeah, I agree. Some people, and I'm not, I'm not putting down any comic that works blue. I've had comics come up to me, um, this comic out of Florida named Amy Dingler. I think that's her name. And she was so nice. I love Amy Dingler. And she says, Philly, this is my first time meeting her. We were doing a show in Vero Beach, Florida. And she says, Look, I work blue. Is that okay? I was like, Sure, go ahead. And she was so blue, it was black, but it was funny and it yeah. fit her. Yeah. It fit go, her, right. Yeah, it fit her. So, it, but that's what made it work. You know, that's right. what made it work. So you got to yeah, do what, I, what works.
2: I certainly don't want to give anyone the impression that I, have a negative opinion on working blue either because i don't some of my favorite comics are are blue they are just filthy, and i am i i i love some good humor that it'll make you blush and you're just like oh shit you know anything makes you sort of kind of balk like that i think is is amazing so um man that's awesome i love it you mentioned some other comics to watch uh, uh blair ryan todd jesse um can you tell everybody where where they can find you how do i how do i google what do we How do I Google you? (laughs) Uh,
1: Just put in Philly Plow. I'm on all the platforms. And now one of my new year's resolutions or a promise I made to a good friend, I'm going to do better with social media. Here's my thing. I don't need pats on the back. And I see people on social media, just, hey, I got a sandwich. I don't care. I don't want, if I have something to promote, I'll do it. If I have a niche, I'll do a video. So I don't, I haven't thought of a niche yet. Yeah. You know, so I'm not on social media just for the sake of being on social media. You know, I mean, anybody can masturbate in public. It's not recommended.
2: (laughs) Some of the social media's I've seen, it really resembles that. So. Right, that's what I'm
1: saying. Just to do it anybody can masturbate in public just to do it, it's not recommended. So if I'm on social media, it's on. I'm on there to either fuss about what's up north or promote a date, promote whatever. And here's the thing, I had a, this is my issue when the clubs talk about followers. Let's say I have 10 million followers, mm-hmm. right? That 10 million could be a California, in mm-hmm. canada how's that going to help me in greensboro <laughs> so that's the dumb whatever happened to talent yeah well
2: uh you know it's funny talent i tell people all the time if there's someone at the club who's, whose name you don't recognize go see them Right. because yeah but you're I get, gonna love it you don't have any preconceived notions you don't know their style you're gonna love it
1: And then you got these internet comedians who, look, whatever way you can make it, you can make it. That's cool. I was at the Comedy Zone in Greensboro, and you know how they have the, you know, who's coming soon? There, it looked like they were about to have an NAACP meeting. They had so many brothers coming to that damn club. I was like, where are the white comics? (laughs) There are no more white comics?
2: These poor white comics not getting to work? This is embarrassing.
1: We need to to have a telethon for the white comics. (laughs) There's a lot of uh, white comments.
2: How to work? You can send uh, any of your emails or letters to Philly Plowden. Uh You can just Google him, send him that on his Facebook or whatever. That is awesome, man. That's, that's amazing, man. I can't believe I, I can't believe you you uh, came on the show and uh, took some time out to hang out with me,
1: man. I, I I just think you're amazing, Philly. I really appreciate it. You you call it taking time out. I call it having something to do finally. <laughs>
2: Well, you uh, I know you're probably sitting on your couch right now. I, I can't
1: tell. but uh, No, I got I, I a little it. setup. This is my little audition corner. I got my chair yeah. and I got my light and I, and I turned the TV down just for you. And uh, <laughs> look, I got this new couch, this new sectional. It's so comfortable. I haven't slept in my bed in two months. <laughs> and you're do- you're making all good decisions. You're making this good couch decision. is like, oh, if I can make love to this couch. Remember that joke Richard Pryor had about if you know <laughs> I if I don't you. get the booty, I can bang this couch. I now have that couch.
2: <laughs> all right, I'll be sitting on the chair when I come over. Yeah. Yes, uh, because
1: you know <laughs> I, this couch is it's, it's talking to me now. It's this it's, oh, it's, it's like hurry up. Leave him. those people alone. Come sit on me. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I love well, everybody, th- this has
2: been a, uh just a fantastic conversation with Philly Plowden. Google him, go see him. It sounds like I mean, you're still doing a lot of shows in Florida. Florida. Yeah, I'm going come to be out, in uh to I'm gonna Philly. be in
1: Vero Beach in uh in February. I don't even know the date. Excellent. You play oh. Vero Beach, right? Not yet. I haven't been to Vero Beach. I keep oh, hearing about see if I can get you to come to Vero Beach. Done. I'll do it. I'll, um, I'll email Lynn tonight or tomorrow and say, hey, can uh, Jason King come to Vero Beach? I got to find the dates. I'll text you the dates first to okay. see if you're available. And then um we will come and we'll have Brian open the show where he'll just stare at the audience and then bring you on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Could do that. You can do that. All right. Look at that, Brian. We're going on the road, buddy. I'm in. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready. I'll drive. Hey, I'll thanks for drive. having me. <laughs>
2: Uh, you're the best, Philly. Thank you very much. Uh, Brian, any, any thoughts? Philly's calling you out there. Any any, any thoughts, uh, the, wrapping things up here? Uh,
0: you know, this was great. I have heard your name, um, obviously, you know, before around Charlotte, but never had the opportunity to uh, to see you. You know, it's nice to get to meet you. I'm looking forward to seeing you one day, hopefully very soon uh, in the future in person when we can shake hands and and hang out. And I, I would Thank happily you. open for you guys. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Thank you, sir.
2: That would be be fantastic. Yeah, we normally are in in a studio uh, doing this. So Philly, maybe next time we see it, we'll actually be
1: face-to-face and and do this thing live. It'll work for me, man. Stay safe. Uh, Love you guys. Jason, you know you my (laughs) stone-cold brother. Didn't I stay at your Uh, house once? I stayed at your house once, didn't I? Yeah, I think you did, actually. That's right. I stayed at your house once? You're so cool, man. You're so cool. You know I'm in a house now. I got a house now. No, I didn't know that. I think yeah, you we're talking I, about getting one, but it's been a minute yeah, since Yeah, I got a house out. now. I got—I live in a redneck neighborhood. I'm so happy. Oh, I'm 30 minutes away from the city. Uh, if you open the window, you can smell the uh, what's that stuff—the the, the 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 redneck smoke. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know Marlboros. What are we talking? No, about? what's that drug they everybody's on? Crack. No, what's the <laughs> other Mass. one? meth that's no it. it's math. It is. oh right yeah yeah man this oh i've seen some beige white people out here jack <laughs> wow oh my god well everyone yeah just, they don't uh, if you they see philly you know check
2: on him. Yeah. make sure he's okay that's all yeah that's they, all they, the they
1: don't go to the tanning booth no more they smoke it then the, the, the tan <laughs> just comes out their skin
2: <laughs> oh man well listen guys that is our episode thanks again philly for coming brian you thanks were for best. having me man uh we uh we got shows coming up um uh well every week brian so we, we won't give anything away on who's coming up but uh everyone be safe out there we have insurrections and a new president coming and we've got pandemics. so keep an eye on your neighbors let's everybody do the right thing and just look for a laugh wherever you're at and uh, for brian baltashevitz i'm jason allen king it's the comedy zone podcast we'll see you next week
0: The Comedy Zone podcast is a production of Comedy Zone Worldwide and is recorded in a bunker just off the Comedy Zone showroom at the Abbott Exchange Music Factory in Charlotte, North Carolina. The executive producers of the Comedy Zone podcast are Brian Heffern and Brian Baldashevich. Talent wrangler is Mike Hall. Original music composed and performed by John McKeever.